Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. And we're up at Road America. It's the vintage weekend up here. One of our favorite weekends of the year. The chance for the fans to see a lot of the drivers of yesteryear and, of course, the cars of yesteryear. And and this year is no exception. And uh, every year they try and um, focus on a, a mark or a driver or a team or something. And this year it's the... Uh, the, the famous shadow cars that were so popular in the 1970s. And uh, joining me on the show, it is uh, Doug Meyer, uh, engine builder, engine builder of the stars. <laughs> no, seriously, though, uh, Doug, uh, tell us what your invo- involvement was with uh, shadow racing. Well, interesting. I have to start with this. You just mentioned Great Lakes Dragway. Okay. I grew up in the north side of Chicago in the suburbs. And I was racing a 55 Chevy degasser. That's awesome. Uh, with a 301 and a racer brown roller uh, in uh, about 1966 uh, as I graduated from high school. Very good. And so I was a gearhead my entire life and drove my parents nuts with uh, model airplane fuel in the lawnmower and <laughs> uh, all sorts of other shenanigans. Uh, but then... Uh, Connection through connection, when the shadow team was formed, um, I was living in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, okay. where I went to college, and uh, there was a school teacher there who had a uh, Formula Ford, and he noticed my shiny Corvette, and he says, you know how to work on cars? I said, yes, sir, I do, and he said, I have this Formula Ford, I need the gears changed, I don't know how to do it, would you do it? And I said, uh, well, yeah, I don't know what that is, but sure, and turns out then that gentleman's name was Ted Johnson, he got hired by Don Nichols as a PR guy, and he fixed it up for me to have an interview. And I met Lee Muir, who, as you Mm -hmm. know, came from McLaren and is a supreme, was a supreme engine guru, and I became Lee's assistant once he came to trust me. Okay, very good. And uh, so what what year are we we talking about? Because there's a couple of iterations with with Chattel early on, of course, with Peter Bryant and that group, and then then, then later. Uh, So when when did you start working for Chattel? The first car I touched was a 72 car, Okay, and that was at a test at Atlanta. And that was a tryout for me with Mm -hmm. Lee, as well as a tryout for the car, I guess. And uh, I worked on the cars. I was an engine assembler, and I traveled with the team and was a trackside tuner and uh, overnight engine rebuilder uh, from 1972 through 
1975 Formula 5000 Dodge, which I worked on. And, of course, you know, times are different. Back then, it certainly was a smaller crew at that time. How many people were, were on the crew at that time? Well, uh, there was Lee and I on engines. Uh, Lee was actually basically a team team chief, mm -hmm. and, I, and I did engines for him, uh, everything he needed done. And uh, there was uh, Tony Connor, uh, worked on, he lives in Chicago now, and he was a chief mechanic on one of the cars, and there would have been another chief mechanic on one of the other cars when there were two cars. Then each one of each of them had uh, a helper, and uh, we had Tom Wirtz, which was a he was sort of a tire guy. He and I both drove the transporter, uh, so we would drive all night, drive all day, unload the cars, and go to work. Um, Tony Connor lives in Chicago now, uh, retired guy. Tom Wirtz went on to work for Penske, Ganassi. He was an IndyCar guy. I think he's an in the in the in the office guy now for one of the major teams. Very good. Talking uh, with Doug, Doug Meyer, who worked with them, the Shadow Racing Teams of the 1970s, which is the feature mark uh, this weekend up at Road America for the Brian Redman uh, uh, Vintage Weekend here. Uh, one of these can't-miss weekends. Something I, I'd like to say for this event, there's something for, for everybody out here. If uh, you're in uh, muscle cars or whatnot, you have the, the Trans Am cars, the Corvettes, and Camaros, and Mustangs, and that. And then we have the, 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 the Ground Thumpers, as they call them, the Can-Am cars. We have Formula cars out here. All sorts. And just just an eclectic mix of cars. So we recommend you come, come on up here. They'll be up here today, Saturday, and also tomorrow, Sunday up at Road America, and uh, you know, racing was was certainly a, a different and uh, I guess a little bit wilder back then. I guess you could say. G give me a good shadow story, maybe not necessarily even at the track, but maybe off the track too. That that was one of your favorites. Well, let's see. You kind of caught me off guard there. There <laughs> certainly were some parties. Uh, one of which James Hunt attended. Oh boy! I okay, can, I, it's embellished and uh, or established <laughs> in my in my uh, psyche. Uh, that was in Palm Springs, so I, I can't go into too much detail on that. <laughs> that was that was quite a good party. You're right; it was a little bit more amateurish, if I can use that phrase, because keep in mind that, for instance, the, for the transporter, for the truck. Um, we were considered private coaches at the time, so there there was no logging and uh, DOT and stuff. And so Tom Wirtz and I both drove the big Kenworth transporter, um, and we would uh, he drive at night and I drive during the, during the day, okay. and we would go from Watkins Glen to Laguna Seca nonstop. Wow! Uh, because we had you know ten days apart races there and stuff like that so that sort of thing was uh, all-nighters were apocryphal but a reality i mean and we worked overnight all night i remember one one time i was we had a chevy vega parts car and i was going into town to from the shop in uh, in oak grove village and uh, i fell asleep at a red light <laughs> pretty soon somebody was banging on the window i was sound asleep because i'd worked like two nights yeah the, all the way through the brain and the body tells you enough is enough doesn't yeah, after a while exactly right you know and those and those uh those 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 drives it's not like today where you have the nice freight liners or whatnot you know that are so comfortable you know so comfortable those trucks weren't as as nice as the as the tractor trailers they have well, today it's are interesting. They? the truck is a story in itself uh when i started with the team we had a cab over uh underpowered uh tractor and uh, a basic uh, moving van trailer and don nichols being the showman that he was after about uh 
a season of that, he said, I want a big truck. And, uh, you know, again, it goes to guys having multiple jobs. He said to me, he says, find me one of those trucks with the long nose. <laughs> so I said, okay. And I found a Kenworth conventional downstate Illinois. Um, it was reasonably priced. I told Don it looked like a good buy. So we bought that and I drove it home from the dealership, never having driven one before. <laughs> and um, brought it to Elk Grove Village, painted it black, of course, immediately. And uh, then uh, yeah, another interesting part of that is the, the, the double-decker trailer that uh, carried the team cars in 73. We had three cars and uh, because the, the turbo was one and then there were two naturally aspirated cars. The, the turbo is a big story. But uh, Don said, we, we need to carry three cars and nobody had a transporter that would do that. So this again, is, it's really uh, points to the, the multiple jobs. Uh, I was screwing engines together, putting them on the dyno, doing that sort of thing. And Don says to me, we got to figure this out. I want you to do it. So I had the idea that you, people that had the moving vans with the lift gates, I went to a moving van place that modified trailers. And I said, how much can you put on one of those lift gates? They said, well, they have 3,000 pounds. I said, can you make it longer? like 15 feet long, and they said, why not? So we actually commissioned the very first double-deck race car trailer uh, that carried two Can-Am cars on the top level, one on the bottom, plus all the gear, and uh, we showed up, I believe, mid-Ohio with it, with it, and it set everybody buzzing. Nobody had ever seen a big semi open up and three Can-Am cars come out of it double-deck. Wow. And uh, later that truck uh, got some pretty wild paint on it, and everybody knew the shadow truck for sure. And now it's black too, obviously. It was all black until we got the uh, changed the stripes to the uh, red, orange, yellow uh, in uh, for the Formula Five Thousand and forward. Yeah, it's amazing because the marketing was in its infancy. But for 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 someone like me, who was a kid back in those days. I, I, I love the shadow, the old AFX slot cars. Absolutely. Well, Don was a showman. Don Nichols is a very, very interesting man. He, he came out of, uh, uh, he's American, he was stationed in World War II, and I don't know if it's apocryphal, but everybody used to say he was kind of a, sort of a spy-ish kind of guy. Sure. He did work for the CIA or something. And when he was in Japan, he became the Goodyear race tire distributor for Japan, oh, which hooked okay. him up. And then when he came home, he started doing the race thing. And this is where the whole shadow thing with the cape came in. Okay. That's, there's, there's a little bit of history there where he was always kind of a funny character. He was very closed-mouthed. He never told anybody what we were doing or what we were going to do. And he loved the showmanship side. I mean, he literally showed up to the races on more than one occasion with a black cape on. <laughs> and if people, and it worked. You remember it, right? Mm -hmm, yeah. It worked. And it was, uh, it was really fun to be part of that. Make no mistake, he was a taskmaster. Stuff had to be there, like any good race team. Had to be right, had to be on time, had to be reliable. He didn't suffer fools. If you were jerking around, you weren't around long. But he was a joy to work for. Um, also, I have to mention, really, Lee Muir, because Lee came from McLaren, uh, where he worked with Tyler Alexander uh, on the... The, you know, the all-aluminum big blocks. Yep. And Chevrolet was very uh, choosy about who got to have those engines. He brought that um, connection from McLaren 
to Shadow, and we became one of the chosen ones that got the Reynolds 390 blocks and the ability to um, machine and work on those, bore them and hone them, and make them all correct, work correctly with the iron-plated pistons. Uh, Lee was very, very much at the forefront. Lee was not a graduate engineer, but he was one of the uh, most uh, incredible natural engineers uh, I've ever met, worked with. He just knew how to do stuff. He, if he didn't know how to do it, he figured out how to do it, and we got it done. He was a, a, a tremendous man to work for, and I miss having him around to talk to on occasion. He's he's quite something. He was quite something. Well, it's going to be a neat weekend for those uh, who have a chance coming up to uh, Road America to the WeatherTech International Challenge with Brian Redman. Uh, it's one of the biggest vintage events of the year on the calendar, and it's also with a feature mark with the shadow cars. It's a good opportunity to come out. There's also a new book uh, by Pete Lyons, uh, The Magnificent Machines, A Man of Mystery, Can-Am, Formula, and Formula 5000 car. Highly recommended book. Come on out here. Uh, George Falmer, who we're going to have on the show here today, uh, will also be uh, signing books, and uh, it's just a neat event, and uh, Come on out. I think uh, you'll certainly enjoy uh, the event uh, this weekend. And uh, once again, we appreciate you coming on the show. My pleasure. A lot of fun. All right. Thank you. When we come back, we'll have more with the Final Inspection Show brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway and David Hobbs Honda. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.